Hey, what's up? This is Christopher Stolle of Realm of the Mist Entertainment. The podcast you are listening to is part of the SJ Network. Go to s-j-network.com. That's s-j-network.com for more great podcasts and information on those shows, as well as information and an ability to contact publicist Steve Joyner for more information. Just go to the website and check out the family, ladies and gentlemen. Until then, enjoy the show. Hey, this is Don Smith from the Life Radio Show. If you've always wanted to learn more about the world of low-budget filmmaking and even lower-budget comedy, tune into the Life Radio Show. You can live stream the show at wwsu1069.org on Tuesdays from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. Or find us wherever you find podcasts and like and follow the Life Radio Show on Facebook for live video and other shenanigans. I'm Michael, the host of the semi-monthly podcast, In a City Like Yours. Join me as I chat with interesting people with interesting life stories. You can listen to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. You can follow us on Twitter at IACLYS Podcast, as well as on Facebook and Instagram at In a City Like Yours Podcast. Please feel free to let me know what you think. And keep coming back for the many interesting stories in a city like yours. Broadcasting from deep in the heart of North America, five influential podcasters from coast to coast come together to discuss a variety of topics from around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Power! What is up, everybody? Welcome to another exciting episode of the Coast to Coast Power Hour presented by the SJ Network, and I am stumbling and flumbling because this is way too early for me to do a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But either way you look at it, guys, welcome to the show, and today I'm going to be joined by three great, great podcasters. Well, two and a half. (laughs) Fine, I'll leave. (laughs) I'll let you guys figure out which one's the half. Uh, as I get, yeah, my wife just said I am. Uh, <laughs> let me go ahead and get started with uh, introducing everybody here. First and foremost, uh, this guy, if you watched my shows, he needs no introduction. He's also, besides being a co-host of mine, he is also the, uh, what do you want to call it? The, the rain handler of the life radio show. Mr. Rain handler. <laughs> Mr. Don Smith. Hey, what's happening, Chris? Great to be here. I wasn't planning on being here, but last minute I just decided to hop on because why not? <laughs> <laughs> not by the hair of his chinny chin chin. <laughs> a lot of them. There's a lot of those hairs. Now here's another guy that is a, a great podcaster, uh, the 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 Sherpa podcast. But if I'm remembering correctly, I have been on his show. He has he is an awesome awesome interview. He's an awesome awesome guy, and I'm happy to have him here, Mr. Jim, the podcast Sherpa. Hey, how you doing? Hello from Too Many Podcasts. Too Many Podcasts. <laughs> See, the Sherpa thing always throws me off. I always think it's like it's a Sherpa podcast instead of Too Many Podcasts. Well, That's okay. Probably why I've promoted it wrong so many times. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> go check out the Sherpa podcast. Everybody's like, what's that? <laughs> 
and last but certainly not least, uh, one of the newest members of the uh, of the group. I honestly, forgive me, I don't know the name of your podcast, but I do know you're a musician, you're an actor, and you're a podcaster. I'll let you tell everybody about your podcast right here now, Mr. Michael Stepp, uh, Spedden? Spedden. Spedden. Spedden, that's correct. Spedden. Yes. Hi, guys. I'm Michael Spedden. I'm the host of Foul Players Radio. I'm based in Maryland, and um, we're all about arts, entertainment, and pop culture. And I'm, I'm glad I've met you guys. I've really enjoyed working with you all so far here. And uh, our, our thing, that's what they call it. You know, it's our thing, right? The, it's not quite thing. the, we're not the Cosa Nostra, but we're, it's our thing, right? <laughs> that's it. <laughs> it's what I <laughs> was we've started here. It's what I was born to do if I was born to do anything, I guess. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> All right. So normally, as I was explaining off air, uh, normally we, we plan these ahead. Uh, and of course, most people that follow the Coast to Coast Power Hour know that I'm missing my co-host, uh, Mr. Michael Glenn Moore. And we wish him well. He's still dealing with the uh, the yep. effects of the hurricane that ripped through uh, the Texas, Louisiana area mm-hmm. and was unable to join us today which put me in the hot seat when, uh, when our uh, publicist and, uh, you know, all around God that controls everything here turned around and said, hey, Chris, I need a show this Sunday uh, for Coast to Coast. And I'm like, okay, and what am I supposed to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> well, I had nothing. Um, but before we started recording, we were having a great conversation with Michael about, about – uh, different types of technologies and, and how some people just absolutely refuse to use them uh, or incapable of using such modern technologies as, as a GPS, for example. Mm-hmm. I thought that might be a cool little starting point, but before we get there, I'm going to go around the table and let everybody get a chance to talk about their podcast and what, what they do on their podcast and what maybe what they have upcoming uh, very soon for the podcast so that way uh, we get that out of the way before we jump into the meat and potatoes of the conversation I'm gonna start with Michael so I can get okay <laughs> well great <laughs> my podcast is again arts entertainment and pop culture I kind of started out in the mid-Atlantic region you know Maryland DC where I've performed you know most of my career and um, I've kind of branched out into other areas now again you know getting some national acts uh, some national people here. Um, I've, I just recently this week had Jim, uh, the podcast Sherpa, on my show, and I did his show um, to be released later. I've had Don Smith on as a guest. Um, the weather didn't allow me to have Chris on uh, this past week, but I uh, do, we do plan on getting together uh, this coming week. That is rescheduled. Um, yep. Um, I've got a lot of great other ones coming up here uh, soon. Um, some authors, some actors, some writers. And um, I've got a pretty, I think I've got a pretty damn good show here. You know, a lot of people are giving me good feedback. They're enjoying what I've been doing. Um, most of the acts that I've known, you know, locally and regionally in you know, the Maryland, D.C., Virginia area where I'm originally from. But um, people are starting, I'm getting good feedback and good, um, you know, good vibes and everything from other people outside of these areas. So um very happy with that so far. I've been glad to network with everybody since we've uh, been working with our fearless leader, Mr. Steve J, Steve Joyner. So, um, so that's pretty much it. It's again, Foul Players Radio, F-O-W-L. Why do we call it Foul, F-O-W-L? People often ask me that. Well, we're from um, Perryville, Maryland, right on the uh, right on the banks of the Susquehanna River, right where it meets the Chesapeake Bay, and we're known for our waterfowl. So we kind of call my murder mystery group the Foul Players of Perryville, uh, named after, you know, the waterfowl in this area, plus foul play is, you know, a murder is foul play. So uh, we kind of call it that. And um, so, yeah, yeah, um, that's kind of what we do. So to be to be clear, the foul is not, uh, the way you spell foul is not because you're a KFC enthusiast. No. <laughs> I look like one, but I'm not <laughs> extra, extra tasty crispy got it <laughs> yeah, between between kfc and the and royal farms i tell you that chicken's pretty addicting isn't it <laughs> <laughs> well let me let me ask you uh since since i personally i mean i mean the other two guys here have been here before uh on your show but i uh, as of yet have not uh you are a solo host podcast you don't do like a panel or anything correct I've done some in the past where I've had some guests come on and we've talked about 
various things. Okay. Um, but I'm, I'm pr I pretty much do it solo, but I have had a couple of my actors um, come on and uh, join me to interview somebody. Um, so that's, that's not unheard of, but it's not the norm. Okay. And uh, also the other question I had for you, um, what are usually your topics of conversation or guests that you have on? Um, is it, is it always actors and, and musicians and, and, and all that? I mean, or do you bring on local people in the neighborhood who may have done something cool? Well, um, it, it mostly is people in the arts. It mostly is people in the arts. I've had actors, authors, musicians, bands, um, I've had bands that were uh, like regional bands, like bands that were kind of big in the mid-Atlantic region, but not really people that were at the top of the charts. I've kind of started with that, you know, here. Um, and then um, I had the, the only thing that I've had that really wasn't somebody in the arts. Um, I mean, I have, I've had arts organizations on like the Maryland Center for the Arts to talk about their fundraising efforts and things that they're doing in the community. Um, now I have had the, the only thing that I have uh, that I think is really not an entertainer or somebody in the arts uh, was a case where um, th there's been an open or a, I guess what they would call a cold case in Maryland. Um, there is a lady who's trying to find out who murdered her twin sister 25 years ago. Uh, her name is Jen LaCornu and um, her sister's murder has been a cold case since 96. And I just, that was a big story, you know, in Baltimore where I'm from. And that's something that I cared about because I really think she's getting run around by the police department and people investigating this. So um, I, I had her on just to kind of, you know, if there's anybody out there that knows about this case to come forward with information, but it is primarily arts, entertainment, and pop culture, you know, a chance for us all to sit down and hear some stories, hear, hear people's journeys, and have some fun. Well, definitely speaking of, of journeys and having some fun, uh, I'm going to jump over to too many podcasts here. Mr. Jim, the, uh, the Sherpa, the, uh, look, man, I, I've been on your show. I know there's a, you know, you, you are definitely a hard hitting, uh, interviewer because you were, you were probably one of the, the stronger, uh, interviews I've, I've had not oh, picking you. on any, not picking on anybody else that's interviewed me, but, you, you, I actually felt like I was getting professionally interviewed as opposed to just having a conversation with somebody. So, you know, um, tell us more about your show and, and why the name Too Many Podcasts, because as far as I know, you only have the one. <laughs> actually, I have a second one that was on just for a short period of time. But uh, initially, the show was launched for people who were new to podcasts. And I know, I know when people start listening, they're like, well, where do I start? What do I, what do I listen to? So... I initially had a lot of podcast hosts on, so people would kind of get to know the hosts. So you kind of get a feel for what the show is about and all that. But it's grown in like the almost year and a half that I've been doing it. So I've been talking to people from all walks of life. <clears throat> and, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Like my, I've, been, I've talked to a supermodel. I've talked to a millionaire from Australia. I've talked to a midwife. <laughs> uh, I'll be scheduled to talk to a private investigator soon. Nothing that I've done or anything like that. But, um, you know, it's, there was just too many podcasts. I didn't really know what to name it. And I just said, you know what? If you're going to sort through it, then it's too many podcasts. That's why the show comes from beautiful downtown Mount Podcastia. Well, nice. That, that, that definitely uh, means anything. Uh, means a lot because like I, I, I always wondered that uh, you know not always because I again I thought it was the Sherpa show but when you whenever I saw the name too many podcasts it's like well is it a network you know or is it just a show and now that makes sense so so really the idea isn't so much that you you do so many podcasts but the too many podcasts is how many guests of podcasters come to your show right and there's just too many to listen to so let's <laughs> let's find some good ones for everybody <laughs> That's the problem with this community is that there are too many podcasts. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, people might say that about my show. Uh, but it's funny. You were mentioning, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> you, were, you were mentioning that you, you uh, started expanding into really what, what a lot of people would not uh, necessarily gravitate towards. And I get that because, like you said, you had a supermodel. You have, you're having a private investigator. You're going to appear before a judge, apparently. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, and stuff like that. But I mean, like, do you see yourself having an issue with having those particular types of guests? Like, I get where you're coming from. I've interviewed Steve Joyner, sixth grade teacher, and I've mm-hmm. interviewed a uh, girl who who strips on OnlyFans, and you know, I've I've interviewed a potential murderer, you know, um, allegedly. Um, so I mean, I get where you're coming from. Like sometimes you get those obscure interviews, but uh, when you get those obscure ones, do you find yourself having having an issue getting listeners for that particular episode? Sometimes, uh, not not so much. You know, I I think people know that you know you never know what's going to show up at the Sherpa Chalet. So, yeah, you know, I always feel that all people are welcome. You know, I'm not confrontational. I don't think I just you know everybody really has a fair chance to speak. So. Regardless of what they do, I guess as long as they're not standing there with a chainsaw going, I'm coming to your place, you know, then we'll, we'll be okay. That's, that's later for Halloween when he's going to go and interview the cast of one of those haunted hayrides. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of cast of haunted hayride, this gentleman here could probably get away with being the chainsaw guy who jumps into the, uh, the, 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 <laughs> the trailer being dragged by the tractor here. Uh, this gentleman really within the SJ network community needs no introduction. He is the host of, uh, the life radio. He is the owner of a comedy club. He is a stand-up comedian. He is an actor. He is my right hand man on breaking the fourth walls weekly show. I'm going to let him go into more detail of everything he does, but this guy really kind of has become the toolbox of, uh, of SJ Network, as opposed to me, who's just the tool. Um, <laughs> Mr. Don Smith, go ahead and tell us a little bit about Life Radio. Oh, uh, what's happening, guys? Another Life Radio show. Uh, that's it's been almost six years. I've been doing that as a live weekly radio show, and uh, almost four years as a podcast. And uh, I'm exhausted. I got to tell you, I'm just worn out from it. But no, I, I've interviewed a little bit of everybody. I think well, all three of you guys have been on my show at one point. Yeah, and. Uh, in fact, uh, Chris Stolle, we for so, some reason we missed you all these all these months. I've been working with Steve, and uh, the episode I interviewed you on is actually dropped this morning, so it's out there. I haven't had a chance to advertise it because I woke up, had coffee, came here. But, uh, but no, okay, cool. Uh, I am there then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Life Radio Show has been a lot of fun. I have. Uh, I started out just interviewing local comedians as a way to stay tied in with the comedy scene, and then uh, buying part of Wiley's Comedy Club. I've gotten more comics on. I got tied in with the local film community again. Uh, so I have a lot of actors, a lot of filmmakers on. Uh, I have also interviewed a potential murderer, and that was fun because I had no warning on that. <laughs> That was that was a crazy episode because all I was told is she's writing a book about her experience. I said, okay, cool. And she comes on there and starts talking about it. I'm like, holy crap, I had no, what do I say to this? But uh, no, Life Radio Show has been a lot of fun. Uh, I'm, my voice is a little bit gone today. I've been on a movie set for like 13, 14 hours yesterday. And uh, I have, uh, I think, three more uh three more interviews and three more shows to do this afternoon. So it's, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I, I guess, I guess I'm, I'm a toolbox, but I am also one of the tools. I just keep going. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm curious. Like I know a lot about your show personally. And of course that, that's because I work with you in, in one of the shows and all that, but with the movie, I'm kind of curious, what, what do you, what is it you're working? Can you talk anything about uh, what, what, what you're doing and what's going on right now? Uh, a little bit on this one. It's called Black Wolf. It's actually, it's produced by uh, Cinema Lexicon Productions and uh, directed by William Lee. I've worked with William for uh, about five years now on several of his movies. Uh, just this past year, uh, Black Mamba was released. The Gucci was released. All that sounds terrible. But no, they're, those, <laughs> I love the names of those movies. <laughs> I was in one that the original working title was called Magnus X, which that actually got released this year under the name uh, Burning Down Babylon. And I've been in a lot of his films. It's great working with him. In fact, uh, working with Steve Joyner, it's been funny, some of the uh, mutual connections we have that we didn't realize. Like uh, Deborah Lamb, the scream queen, the actress Deborah Lamb, I've been trying to set up an interview with her for a several weeks and we just kept missing connections and i'm going through the um, black wolf facebook private group page with all the actors and set crew and everything 
and her name pops up and it's like holy crap i'm producing this movie i didn't even know she was in it <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I'm, i've been trying to schedule a, a a zoom or a skype interview with her this whole time and it's like well okay i'll get you when you're on set in a couple of weeks and we'll just do an in-person interview so yeah mm-hmm. it's fun running into stuff like that where there are mutual connections we didn't even know about that is cool that that is cool so uh may, you know what we got an actor here and an actor here maybe we'll get them together in a movie they can do a black and white road movie there you mm-hmm. go there you go directed by the uh by the sherpa who would understand about roads because it'll be up yeah. in the mountain I, I actually have, I actually have one coming up. Uh, it's in pre-production right now uh, that I'm co-producing and co-starring in called Red, White, and Black. And my co-star is uh, Robert Burns, who I've worked with several times. So who knows, Michael? We might we might uh, try to drag you over here. Sure, sure. Just let me know. <laughs> but you got you guys aren't that far away from each other. Mr. Don Smith is in Ohio, so yeah, it's not it's not very far, really. Um, Oh, I'm, you're closer to Cincinnati, right? Yeah, I'm about an hour north of Cincinnati. So it's probably about six-hour drive or something like that. Not bad at all. And uh, don't worry, folks. I'll, I'll weasel my way into the movie. You, you guys remember the original <laughs> Friday? You remember the original Friday the Thirteenth? Yeah. Like the first, the first two movies, I should say. The first two movies where you had the mm-hmm. one dude who was just like, "We're all doomed." <laughs> that that will be me. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you never know how you end up accidentally in these things. I did a sketch comedy show called TBTV a while back where I played a character named Homeless Jerry with a friend of mine. And then another friend of mine worked with him. And all of a sudden, I'm footage from me as Homeless Jerry ends up in this guy's movie. And I didn't even know about it. And I'm watching it one day. <laughs> And that footage was actually on the TV in the background where this other guy was watching it. So it was, <laughs> you never know. I might, this might end up in the movie somehow. <laughs> well, I am getting the remaining meeting t- uh, time warning. So uh, while I'm getting it, it's Zoom. I didn't pay for it. Um, <laughs> I'll call it right on the air. I didn't pay for it. But I'm, I may have a workaround. As I'm working around it, guys, go ahead and uh, – uh, talk amongst yourselves uh, some sort of conversation I, I know one of you guys can start a conversation here uh, mm-hmm. actually we'll, we'll start here we'll do it this way Michael why don't you go ahead and uh, start us off with the technology conversation uh, by telling us a little bit about like uh, what started what prompted us to even have the conversation and that'll that'll lead everybody in oh I, I, we were just kind of talking about um, you know newfangled contraptions and things like that and I was just telling but yeah the, the fellow that I play in my acoustic comedy act with, um, he's, I think he's like 68 and none of this new technology has rubbed off on him at all. Um, he's still the kind of guy that, you know, um, if you have a question about something or, um, it, instead of looking it up online, he's looking for a 1-800 number in the yellow pages for it. Um, you know, it's that kind of thing. Um, he won't get a cell phone. Um, you know, he won't get a cell phone. He you know has a uh, laptop with like dial-up internet. Um, he's just very, very just almost not necessarily fighting it, but just not understanding how it is. <laughs> if, if, I, if that sounds right, and um, and one thing with me, you know, I, I'm fairly decent at a lot of these things, but I mean, most of my recordings are done with my cell phone next to a mic. You know, I mic a cell phone to do a lot of my stuff. And right. um, the first thing I did over Zoom was actually with Jim the other night, and I freaked out because I thought I lost the file. Um, <laughs> so I'm still getting the hang of these things here. And I'm, my wife and I, um, because our manager, you know, the, the way things are, New York is shut down as far as going up there for auditions. And it's right. Pretty close to the same way in Philly. You know, Philly, we go there for a lot of auditions for commercials and industrials. And, you know, with us having to film at home, do our auditions at home, you know, we're going to need a nicer computer. We're going to have to learn more about video editing. We're going to have to have a computer that's capable of those things. Uh, we're going to have to upgrade our sound. I've got decent sound equipment for when I do my podcasts in person and stuff, but learning how to do all these things online is just crazy, you know, and, uh, well, it's not crazy. It can be done, but it's just, I'm 
you know, taking a little time to do it. Right. So um, that that's why I was kind of just talking to Chris about this at the beginning. You know, um, we're way past the age of, you know, call an 800 number and uh, <laughs> movie phone. Yeah, right, 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 right. So, but un uh, unfortunately, we're not past the age of getting calls from 800 numbers because I get that crap all the time. Oh, and I don't yeah. care about my extended warranty. Leave me alone. You know, it's yeah. funny. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. It, it's funny you you mentioned that, and I was thinking about that as a topic of conversation for mm -hmm. honestly for fourth wall because it seemed like it would be more fitting for fourth wall, but uh, mm -hmm. it would fit for this conversation too. Like I made the joke about the OnlyFans uh, uh, girl that I interviewed on on fourth wall, uh, and you know people are paying to go look at porn pictures that you can pretty much Google for free. You know, not to not to be mean, but you know, porn's free nowadays. But it reminded me, like we're talking about the lack of technology. You guys remember the nine hundred numbers? <laughs> used to be late at night. No, on what are those? I mean, I've, I've heard of them. No, 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 no. I have a friend who had one. Yeah, a friend of a friend. <laughs> Wait, you had a friend who had one? <laughs> oh, I got a story about that. I got a story about that. Oh boy, oh boy. My brother lived next door to uh, these people that were just. Um, I hate to say this because they actually were very nice at heart, but I mean. If you look up trailer trash in the dictionary, <laughs> all right, um, I mean, it was just, th these guys are just complete, you know, I mean, Cousin Eddie, they make Cousin Eddie look like the most sophisticated person you could imagine, okay? <laughs> and, you know, so they, they live next door to my brother. And so the lady comes over to my brother one day. She goes, hey, Dave. If you hear any mooning or anything coming out of my house, don't worry. Don't call 911 or nothing because I'm doing the phone sex. <laughs> and I was on air the other day, Dave. I swear to God, this priest called in. I said, hey, no, I ain't doing that. I ain't talking to no priest on here. You better hang up. <laughs> it's like a reverse confessional right there. Yeah. And, um, and then one time I was um, – dropping something off at my brother's house and they were like kind of they lived in duplexes and there was an alley in between you know both of them but the houses weren't like 20 feet apart so i just like pulled into the alley real quick hit my hazards and like just ran out to drop something off to david and i happened to like look up and the guy was standing in the window completely naked the husband and I was like, okay, I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> and then it's like, um, and I was just like standing, I was just like dumbfounded. I'm like, what am I seeing here? And then like he walks away, but then he like stops and like looks back over his shoulder at me. Dumbfounded. As I'm like, walking. what am I seeing here? And then like he walks away, but then he like stops and like looks back over his shoulder at me as he's walking out. And I was just like, Jesus, I cannot come here again. I cannot come to my brother's house again, and if I do, I'm definitely going to have to park down the street and use the front door because I'm not looking at this again. <laughs> oh, good Lord. No, that, 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 that's what I'm talking about. Like, that's some of the things that have just completely changed. Like, uh, I, I, get, I made a joke what? the other day. I, I made a joke the other day. Uh, my, my, my kids and, and my wife and I went into an Acme food market, which is just a supermarket around here in the area for people that don't know what Acme is. It's basically your yeah. Kroger or your, your, your King Supers or whatever the case may be. Um, and we're Wiley Coyote buys stuff. And, and we're yeah, Wiley Coyote buys stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's one of the few places where you actually see a payphone still in the lobby. <laughs> and my kids are like, what's that? You know, what I mean, <laughs> they didn't that's understand. A, that's a museum. That's a museum. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> yeah. You, you, you walk it. You walk into this Acme. You feel like Indiana Jones discovering, you know, the lost Ark of the Covenant because it's still a fifty cent working uh, payphone, and wow. they don't understand the days where you didn't walk around with a cell phone. Like I have a hard time explaining to my kids a beeper. <laughs> the yeah, concept yeah. of a beeper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but when somebody needs to buy drugs <laughs> and they have to get a hold of you right away. <laughs> I remember yeah. I remember I felt so cool when I got uh the first side uh screen beeper that had the little belt holster. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know I had one that gave you sports scores. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. I guess that was for the the gamblers. 
Well, you remember people that would bet on sports all the time because it was constantly a feed of um, not just scores, but also like, um, you know, the 76ers traded so-and-so to the Bullets and, you know, or whoever, you know, (laughs) all those things. Well, you you remember we used to cheat the the, the pager so that way we wouldn't have to use the cell, uh, the, 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 the pay phone. We wouldn't have to pay the 50 cents. We'd uh, we'd have we'd have cheat codes like you know for example one four three is I love you if you're sending to your girlfriend as a page then she don't have to call back and spend the fifty cent you know or uh-huh. whatever the case may be you know and and we were cheating the system we we are the reason why pay phones disappeared it wasn't uh-huh. cell phones it was <laughs> it was our cheapskate ass or using collect calls to call our mom remember that mm-hmm. you have a collect mm-hmm. call from mom I need to pick up. <laughs> yeah, because you knew she wasn't going to accept the charges. That was a given. Yeah. But kids don't have any idea about this nowadays. Like I, I, I was watching Superman mm-hmm. last night. My 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 uh, wife and I were watching Smallville, and uh, as we were watching it, I, I remembered like the big thing for Superman is he'd go run into a phone booth to get changed. That wouldn't work nowadays. You know I mean? <laughs> There's no doors. There's no doors around you or anything. It's just a, it's not even a booth, really. It's just a phone. You know, mm-hmm. there was no, uh, no, unless you had like a Doctor Who one or something like that. It wouldn't really. Right. That's, you know? yeah, that's a call box, though. <laughs> Are you familiar with the penal codes in this state? I'm. I'm familiar with a lot of penal things, but that's not one of them. I'm glad I hit. From a mo- I'm glad I hit penal in every state. That's so- a reference from a movie they definitely couldn't make today. <laughs> I'll tell you, fried movie. I'll, yeah. I'll tell you what, though, I'm so glad I hit record when we started doing that that little skit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's probably gonna the the the, the separation between the where, where Zoom decided to kick us off the call. To us coming back will be me saying I'm familiar with a lot of penal. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'll take the brunt of it. Yes, cell phone or yeah, uh, uh, pay phones and Superman getting changed. Obviously, he uh, actually. I mean, today's society, you could even Superman changing in a phone booth get away with it. In today's political culture, you mm-hmm. know, p- politically correct culture now uh, nowadays, wouldn't he like get hit for indecent exposure? <laughs> yeah, or uh, yeah, better make sure better make sure he didn't have the kind with the uh, glass that you could see through. You know, yeah, uh, I was gonna uh, say, I never especially if there's a little, that worked. yeah, especially if there's a little boy standing there or something <laughs> like that. You know, but I, didn't actually didn't they in the movie the the Christopher Reeve movie he walked over to a uh, phone booth and saw that it was just a phone and he was like he kind of looked at it they ran through like a revolving door on mm-hmm. a building and yeah. it came flying out. And then, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, I always thought about that. I was, I was again watching Smallville last night. I was thinking about it myself, and I mean, I guess we could hypothesize on this one here. Um, I was watching Smallville, and I had this con- thought to my to myself, like even throughout all the history of Superman, he would get changed in a phone booth, or he'd get changed in a revolving door, or he'd run into an alley and rip his shirt open, and then all of a sudden he'd be, you know, in in the uh, costume. And all that, and fly off, and you're just wondering where the hell are his clothes? <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, where does he leave them? Right, right. And didn't anybody find them and say, "Ha"? Yeah, well, right. How many yeah. times has his wallet been stolen? <laughs> I know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm right, serious. Yeah. Like, even Spider-Man has answered the question of what Spider-Man does with his costume or with his street clothes when he's gone into costume because mm-hmm. he would like web his clothes in a bag on the side of a building and go back for him when he when he was done mm-hmm. being Spider-Man. But what right, does Superman right. do with his clothes? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, true, true. And you know, and, and so even Batman had a warning. You know, he saw the signal go up. Okay, I'm going to go change. I'm going to slide down the pole and go change. Mm-hmm. And then hop in the Batmobile. You know, there was never <laughs> a lot of spontaneity with Batman. You know, he was kind of on call quite a bit, and uh, just had to look for that bat signal and then go into the cave and change and grab all his utility stuff and go. Superman was kind of on the spot. Boom! 
Superman, you know. <laughs> that's that's the super speed that he had. See, the rest yeah, of them, yeah, they, yeah. they didn't have that. They had to actually change. He could right, yeah, exactly, exactly. But yeah, even with the super speed, where where did he go with it? I mean, did he run to back to his apartment? You know, he went in the phone booth, he changed to Superman, and then real quick, he just, you know, like, zipped over to his apartment and dropped it in his living room? Where where did the suit and tie go? Where did Clark Kent's clothes go? Well, because he had a super suit on underneath that, so he just switched them. He was super quick. He switched them, so he had the suit and tie underneath the Superman suit. Yeah, yeah. See, those weren't really those weren't really muscle bulging out. That was just his suit stuffed in everywhere. I'm not going to tell you where he stuffed his tie. I'm, you know, you know what though you're you're not wrong, you're not wrong because that's, again, I swear to God, I'm not on drugs, but I've had that thought too. It's like when Superman's dressed as Clark Kent, I, I know he hides the bodysuit underneath his clothes, but that cape, how the hell do you hide that underneath a, a, a three piece suit? Yeah, yeah true, true, <laughs> and be comfortable. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Especially when Clark wears white shirts. I don't know about you guys. I've worn white dress shirts, and unless you've got a white underwear shirt on underneath, you ain't hiding <laughs> nothing in that shirt. I oh, think yeah. a dark blue suit with a with a mm-hmm. red and yellow S would stick out pretty predominantly mm-hmm. in a shirt like that. See, I think <laughs> there needs to be a Superman spoof where all that stuff's showing through. <laughs> it's going to take the spoof for us to understand what's actually yeah. going on with all this stuff in the back. Right, That's the right. things you don't see with Superman. I used to get spoken to enough in Catholic school when I wear my Iron Maiden shirts underneath my dress <laughs> shirt and tie. <laughs> they always see, um, yeah, we'd always see they always see the Iron Maiden stuff underneath. You know? <laughs> to answer your question, to answer your question, Jim, real quick, he, he is sending it through, and I don't want to screw it up because I'm doing it through OBS. We are recording. We're recording through OBS instead of through Zoom itself. Okay. <laughs> That's why you're not seeing a little record button. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm wor- worried about the same thing. <laughs> yeah, but I was able to answer you on Facebook Messenger. I'm afraid of pulling up the the, uh, the chat for Zoom and screwing up the, the screenshots. <laughs> Understood. <laughs> I just didn't want you to think I was ignoring you. No, I'd, it, no it's me. recording. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> Then, no. then when, where, where did <laughs> sorry where did Wonder Woman come from? Did did she have like a uh, like where where does she change? That's, did she change? I don't think she well because she had a she was a well she, she did in the seventies yeah she had an ego, alternate right? identity I yeah. can't remember what that was Diana Prince so yeah. Diana Prince that's, yeah oh she was a uh, right. she worked in the office for the Navy or something didn't she she had glasses and. Mm-hmm. Glasses was always a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, you oh, take yeah, off that, your glasses. My God, I didn't know that was you. That Ooh, hides everything, yeah. So, <laughs> so technically right now you have two potential superheroes right here on this panel. Because you never know. Yeah. Holy shit. Look, the thing with Wonder Woman, she'd have to her changing into her costume, I mean, you know that's gonna take an hour. It's going to take an hour. You're going to be sitting there waiting. The crime's going on and be like, where the hell is she? I called her over an hour ago. <laughs> no, it, uh, yeah, it, the only time I think we ever addressed her, her alter, alternate identity and, and her, her, uh, her Wonder Woman persona and, and changing into the outfit that was ever addressed in film, I think was the Seventies Wonder Woman uh, TV show yeah. where Linda Carter would just spin around and a light would flash and all of a sudden That's she's right. Wonder Woman. She spun around. That's right. That's you, right. You know, which again but, begs the question: Where the hell the clothes go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Look, the right. only realistic superhero we've ever had on TV. Let's be fair. Was the greatest American hero? Love yeah. it. <laughs> I have a DVD collection of all those. I love those. <laughs> well, that brings up a great question. I'm going to start with Jim. Let, let, let's let's pick on the greatest American hero real quick. With all the in this world where we constantly are rebooting things or reimagining things, and especially with how hot comic book properties are and, and comic book superheroes. Could you see a reboot, a reimagined either film or or small screen of the greatest American hero? Sure, why not? I, yeah, they bring back everything. You know, there's always some sort of a twist. I mean, they're redoing the, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air as a drama, so why couldn't they do Greatest American Hero 
As a, as a movie or a new TV show. Uh, that, you don't know how badly that pisses me off that they're doing Fresh Prince as a drama. <laughs> it really well, does. Considering, considering I never cared for the TV show, I, it doesn't matter to me one way or another. <laughs> well, look, 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 look. I, I'll, I'll be fair. Like, I, I'm, I'm being down on it because of the fact, like, you know, Uncle Phil's gone. You know, but okay, we're going to be moving on. I guess we're, we're, we're Will now owns the mansion and all that. But if you do not have Carlton do the Carlton fucking shuffle on that show, I'm done. <laughs> I don't care drama or otherwise. You can, you can law and order Fresh Prince of Bel-Air all you want. I need Carlton doing the Carlton shuffle at least one episode or I'm not buying it. But... Greatest American Hero. Where, where would you put it? Would you put it as a as a film? Do you think it would even be a film, or do you think uh, you would have to go back to the small screen? I guess it could probably work either way. I guess you probably would have to determine uh, maybe like who was working on it and the the kind of vision that they had for rebooting it. Because sometimes they stay very strict when they remake things, and then other times they're like, "Well, let's just give it a completely different angle, and we'll just go mm-hmm. in this direction." So right. Well, there's, there there are times, uh, Mike, that I think uh, that that I think like uh, reboots are not necessarily a terrible thing. More often than not, they are. But uh, there are some times where I've mm-hmm. discovered uh, a reboot where I actually personally have actually thought they were better than the original. Uh, for mm-hmm. for example, uh, Dune. I thought the Sci-Fi Channel reboot was better than the 1984 original. Or or mm-hmm. for an example, I didn't mind. The Friday the Thirteenth reboot, uh, yeah, it was generic, I, but it, I didn't mm-hmm. mind it, you know. Or the one I mostly point to because it became a lot closer to the source material, the Judge Dread reboot. Mm-hmm. And I know that's a that's a sore subject for some fans. It's like, no, 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 you need the the, the Stallone one. That's the best one. But the Carl Urban Dread, I actually thought was a lot better of a film. I enjoyed the Rob Zombie remakes of Halloween one and two. Mm-hmm. I thought those were pretty good. Those were pretty good. But um, when it comes to like comic book stuff, I mean, I was on Gotham, and even for the small bit part I had, I really wanted to know what I was talking about. And um, I've kind of relooked over the characters for the show and everything, and I started binge watching it when I realized I booked the part on there. Um, I hadn't read a comic book since nineteen seventy eight. Um, <laughs> before I was on Gotham. And um, I did recognize a lot of the bad guys on Gotham throughout the seasons because I did watch the Super Friends and I did watch the Batman TV show when I was a kid. But I just wanted to make sure that I knew what I was talking about when I got out there in case there was going to be more to what I was doing. And I didn't want to go out there like, who's that? Who's this? You know, I wanted right. to make sure I was on top of my game for it and everything. But um it seems like there is a heck of a lot, you know, that, that, that is the comic books and the superheroes has gotten to be such a big industry over the years. I think, what are we on, like Batman 97 now or something? <laughs> and, uh, you know, we've had like 72 Batmans and we've had this many people playing, um, you know, Superman. And then we have, um, you know, so many of the, uh, the Marvel comics as well uh, coming out. And I feel like, you know, I really need to do some homework and revisit these things because, again, I hadn't really looked at this stuff much since I was a kid. Right. I hate to say that, you know, but it's the truth. You know, I mean, I got to be honest. I can't. I couldn't go into a, a show and talk comic books. I know Dale, the character I played, who died in two scenes on Gotham, but um, and I knew the Penguin, of course, you know. But I, you know, when I think Penguin, I was normally thinking Burgess Meredith. Right. And when I was thinking Riddler, I was normally thinking Frank Gorsham or John Aston. <laughs> so it took me a little bit of, um, you know, and and I did see some of the Batman stuff with Danny DeVito and Jim Carrey playing those parts too. Um, but again, I, I just, you know, um, you know, like I said, I, I'm definitely not an authority on any of those things. Right. So I, I and honestly, when I look at some of the stuff that's out there now, like the Spider-Man stuff and. Hasn't there been like you know twelve Hulk movies like in three years or something? I mean, it seems like there was they're two. always there were, they, well, there was quite a few of them. It seemed like, and then the Hulk being in other things. Um, That's where honestly, you see the Hulk a lot. He, he's only had two films, and both of them were not okay. good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it, see, the thing is, like, if, if if you ask me about you know what did you think about the Thor movie or that 
you know, I, I honestly don't know if they're good or bad, truthfully, just because I just don't know those, you know. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm just not a comic book connoisseur. I mean, I had nothing against it. Right. Um, and, and from what, you know, revisiting and looking back and, you know, seeing some of these movies and things like that, I do think they're pretty cool. I, I like them. You know, I, I've enjoyed what I've seen, but I can't say I'm a connoisseur and I really can't put a lot of judgment on them, you know. Uh, definitely, but I mean, like uh, with, with with this day and age, where it is a hot property right now, and I mean for for comic book geeks and and and, and geeks and nerds in general, this is this is a renaissance era, because it how really many of is. us how many of us sat there reading the comics or watching the uh, Saturday morning cartoons and thought, man, how great would it be to see Spider Man on the big screen or Batman yeah. live and large on the screen, whooping the hell out of some villain or or you know, uh, and of mm-hmm. course, I mean, you know, we had. Back in the day, we had the Christopher Reeve Superman, which you know, yeah, for mm-hmm. the time was was huge. I mean, the, the special mm-hmm. effects of seeing Christopher Reeve fly and all that was great. But then it was kind of silent in the so- comic book world until Tim Burton's Batman. Now, in the comic book genre of films like today's Renaissance, it's pretty much accredited to Sam Raimi's Spider Man. Is really mm-hmm. what proved that comic book movies could be blockbusters, but. Yeah. In reality, I, I I think you do have to give it to Tim Burton's Batman and, and Batman mm-hmm. Returns. Like I, I forget the other two; they they never existed. But Batman and Batman Returns, I think, was really what what kind of launched this. Would you agree with that, Don? Oh uh, yeah, I, I'm not a I'm not a huge comic book person. I really haven't watched a lot of them. But yeah, that was definitely as far as what I've seen from what's come out recently. That's definitely seemed to be what kicked off the uh the hollywood interest in comic book movies now to be fair i, I gotta be i gotta be fair because uh, some people are sitting there who watch me uh and have conversations about batman right now they're yelling hypocrite hypocrite because i said batman and batman returns i'm ignoring the schumacher films and the reason they're calling me a hypocrite is because i've turned around and said that although michael keaton was in the two tim burton movies which were the better uh-huh. movies I'm one of those people who have stated that I don't think Michael Keaton was the best on-screen Batman that a lot of people say. I thought he was a great Batman, but I thought he was a lousy Bruce Wayne. On the opposite Mm. end of the coin, I thought George Clooney was a terrible Batman, but a a decent Bruce Wayne. His personality shown as Bruce Wayne. My argument is Val Kilmer was the best of of that era of Batman films. Because I feel Val Kilmer was the only one who played both. Now, his movie was shit. But the way he he played Batman and Bruce Wayne, I thought was on point. So that's why I'm getting called a hypocrite right now because it's like ignore Batman forever, even though he was the best Batman out of those four movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm getting the hate mail again. As everybody watches this episode, <laughs> Michael Keaton's the best. That's why they're bringing him back for the Flashpoint movie. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But back to Greatest American Hero, I want to get your guys' opinion, too. Do you think they could do it? And, and how, how would you do it? Like, okay, we, we got Jim's uh, perception a little bit. Let's go to Don and, and Mike. You guys work in film. How would you handle a Greatest American Hero movie? Would you leave it in its original kind of campy vein? Or would you take mm-hmm. it into the more cinematic drama or darker oh. side? Like, what would you, what would you do with, with the Greatest American Hero? I, I like a little dark humor. I wouldn't mind seeing some darkness in the humor itself, but uh, yeah, that, that, it's it's got to be close to the original because that was the whole idea. He was a bumbling idiot. He lost the instructions. He didn't know what the hell he was doing. And at the <laughs> same time, he's dealing with Robert Culp as the FBI agent that's just on his ass constantly. <laughs> that's you know, I kind I kind of like that. Now, as far as him being a school teacher and dealing with some of those kids. Probably the worst role I've ever seen Michael Pear in, but <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I you definitely have to leave that as a comedy. It can't be any other way. I, I yeah, I agree. I agree with that. You know, um, it just seems like with remakes and things like that, uh, a number of the things I've seen over the years, it just seems like people just don't know what they're doing, or they try to they take a risk or something like that, and it seems to backfire. And um, I, I would just try to. You know, I, I would try to do what the fans of that show really expect. I mean, because that's going to be your core market for these projects. 
whenever you release them. Um, if right, people are going to want to come out, anybody under forty, anybody under forty doesn't remember it anyway. That's true. That's true. Um, you're you're right about that. Yep. Well, here's here's the major question I'll, I'll post to everybody, and I know we're starting to run short on time. We're going to have to end this episode here uh, pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you rebooted the Greatest American Hero, and and regardless of whether we did it on big screen or small screen, regardless of whether it went uh, darker, more dramatic mm-hmm. route, or remained the lighthearted comedy that it was back in the 70s, I believe, was when the the, the show came out, 70s and early yeah. 80s. Um, mm-hmm. Who would you cast to play the, the, the main role? Who would be the greatest American hero? Now, of course, in the original show, it was William Catt. Uh, so would you would you try to find somebody who was fitting of, of him? Or would you? Who who would be who would be your lead role? The great, who would be the bumbling idiot hero? Did they ever actually give a hero name to him? By the way, I'm I'm, I'm struggling yes. with my head. Yes, he was. His last name was Hinkley, and then after Reagan got shot, they just started calling him Mister H in the show. Right? No, no, no. I, oh, I knew that as right. the character. Uh, so so the, the 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 superhero was Mister H. Oh right. Oh, okay, okay. See, I didn't remember that. Oh. Like, I remembered, I remembered Hinkley. You know, that was his name, or Hinkle, whatever that, and that teacher. But I didn't know if he ever gave his persona a name. Like, if they, you know, mm-hmm. like how how Lois Lane coined Superman, and that's how Superman got his name. You know? Yeah, no, I don't think right. they ever did. Mm. So, so yeah, yeah, I don't think so yeah. That, yeah. That's why I'm struggling. Like, how do you name? Uh, how do you uh, how do you cast the character? And I'm sitting there like, yeah. how do you ha- how do you cast the main role? Because I don't know what the hell his superhero name would yeah, be. Yeah, you, you have to be really careful with that because my first instinct would, my first instinct kind of says that you know Will Ferrell because of the hair, <laughs> you know, because he had he had that little the, the white guy fro, and and I, but the only thing is, he wasn't a ridiculous character. The right, things right, that right. happened to him were ridiculous. Right. So. Will Ferrell would play him in a ridiculous way rather than the actual serious person that he was that just had ridiculous things happen. So that, that's, that's a challenging role to cast because he's, he's serious in the face of ridiculous. Yes, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I, yeah with Don said, I mean, I'm right with you on that. Matt. I agree exactly. It, it's kind of hard to think of somebody... Um, I mean, I think there are a lot of people out there that could probably pull it off and do well cast in that situation. But um, how to find the uh, silver bullet or the the one, you know, right. um, would be a challenge nowadays. But there's a lot of people I think that could do well in that part. You know, um, I mean, one guy that I kind of think of that I've worked with in the past was Corey Michael Smith. Wouldn't be bad because. Um, he seems like he's kind of like a straight, no-nonsense kind of guy, but then he could be kind of funny thrown into a ridiculous situation, just from what I got to know of him. You know, I mean, I only worked with him Gotham for two days, and I don't even know him personally, but from what I've seen um, of him, I think he would be bad in that situation, you know. Um, that's just one I'm throwing out there to think of. <laughs> See, I, I'm think I've been thinking of this for a while, and and the one name that always came to my mind, and, and of course it, it wouldn't work today, but you know, say 10, 15 years ago, he I think he would have been great for it because he has, even though he is a ridiculous comic uh, and very physical com- uh, comic, at the same time he has proven that he could do more serious, down to earth roles. I think Jim Carrey would have been perfect in that role. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. You know, I, I could see Jim Carrey doing that because Jim has proven he can yeah. do the, uh, the 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 serious straight straight arrow role, but his physical physicalities would work with you know William Cat not being mm-hmm. able to land from flying. You know? right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Going going back to uh, Will Ferrell, I mean, if he's what, what was the movie he was in with the uh, Stranger Than Fiction. Okay. That that was one where he actually did play a fairly serious character with ridiculous things happening. So that that could be a possibility because I think that's one of his better movies because he wasn't such an over the top ridiculous person. Mm-hmm. He was like he was a normal person that had a lot of weird things going on. Right. So I don't I don't know. He may 
but I think his bread and butter is the ridiculous, and that's he would have a hard time not playing it ridiculous. I think. Right. So, you know, think right. thinking about it, if it, if this movie was done fifteen years ago, twenty years ago, uh, and they actually did the movie, I think I think my ultimate cast would have been Jim Carrey as as the greatest American hero, and Robin Williams as the FBI agent. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about Robin Williams as the because uh, Robert Culp was no joke. He was he didn't mess around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As as the FBI agent, I mean, he was not. But he was a fast a talker. Bit amusing. But he was a fast talker. Yep. And that yeah, that's see, true. Yeah, I can see Robin Williams. He's definitely done his share of serious parts, and he's done a great job yeah. with them. But um, I don't see Robin Williams ever really being authoritarian. You know what I mean? I don't know. Like an I mean, FBI agent would be. I don't know. I mean, you look at how he's played like Dead Poet, Poet Society and or and or even his darker films like uh, that that one hour photo. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's, that's true. Robin yeah. Robin had a way of of making you forget he was a comedian at times. <laughs> he know? did. He really did. He really did. You know, Steve Martin has too over the years, but oh, I, yeah. I don't know if I would have him in this. But I'm just saying that they are both able to go from that into, you know, serious very well. Um, gosh, let me think of somebody that would be, that would be good as maybe Christopher Maloney. From, uh, from law and order SVU. As, yeah. As, as the greatest American hero or as, 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 as the FBI. Oh, as the FBI. FBI agent. Agent. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, he did good in Superman, uh, man of steel. Where he yep. was the the army general, he, he definitely has that ability to play the uh, the the authoritarian figure, the government the government yes man, for mm-hmm. the lack of a better term. Uh, J.K. Simmons. Well, Simmons could do anything. Yeah, he can. <laughs> he can. All right. Unfortunately, guys, we have to lose the uh, the two podcasts, Mister Jim uh, Sherpa here. Uh, Jim, real quick before you jump out of here, real quick, why don't you tell everybody where they can find your podcast? So that way uh, they could look for it when they want to see it or hear it. Or- Just about any old podcast will do. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, all those under all those other wonderful places. And uh, SharpAllusion.com is the website if you want to listen there. And you can follow me on social media at SharpAllusion. Guys, thank you so much for having me. I got to run. All right, man. Have Great, a good Jim. One. Catch you later. Mm-hmm. All right, so unfortunately we lost Jim, but we could still have the conversation, guys. So uh, uh-huh. where we were at, um, no, that, that, that you know, uh, Jake. Ever since J.K. Simmons uh, donned the uh, the uh, J. Jonah Jameson role, yes, I've, I've yes. been sold on him as as a mm-hmm. as an actor because uh, he literally brought a comic book character off the page to life and i i think he sure did i i don't sure think did. anybody could touch what he did as j jonah jameson mm-hmm. you know personally and and then of course even even farmers commercials or or whatever it is that he does with the uh we've seen oh, yeah. it before things like you just you, there's nothing that man can't do <laughs> you're right you're right he, he's excellent he's been um i've watched him over the years in lots of different things and he's always been great very convincing as his character, but as an authoritarian FBI agent, um, I could see him being authoritarian, definitely authoritarian. But uh, but as the FBI agent who's trying to do it by the book and everything else, but at the same time is heartwarmed enough to hide the identity of of Hinckley. Um, I don't want to say I don't know if he could do it because again, like I said, I believe he could do anything. I just mm-hmm. have a hard time seeing it. Oh, okay. I see. I see. Up, oh, I'm still getting oh. the uh, the warning on this, so uh, we'll be wrapping up here in a minute. Yep. <laughs> wow, they don't even when you're not recording zooms. Like, uh, uh-uh, uh, if you don't pay for us, you got 40 minutes, and that's all you got. <laughs> that's zoom for you. That's zoom for you. How about here? Here's a thought. Have you guys ever seen the movie Super with Rain Wilson? No, no. Oh, that's that is a fantastically dark comedy because it's goofy up until like a certain point, and then a whole lot of really just um, unbelievable stuff starts happening. That's like 
you, you, you'd have to watch this because Rain Wilson, of course, from The Office. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. who, who was he? Uh, I can't even remember. Dwight Schrute. Dwight Schrute, yes. Uh, he play, He plays a superhero in Super named uh, what's it, Crimson Bolt. Okay. And the whole thing is about he, his, uh, his girlfriend leaves him for this drug dealer. And he's seeking revenge, and he has a partner that gets killed in just the most horrific way. And up until that point, it's very comedic, very goofy. And then all of a sudden, they get there and they realize, holy crap, this is a real thing. And basically, you know, I, I don't want to put too much into it, but I, I think as far as the uh, as far as the the character of the greatest American hero, that could be another possibility because I've seen him do some stuff. And again, he was serious in this; just ridiculous things happening. All right. Um, just yeah. a thought on that one, and that's also a movie you should check out if you if you like dark comedy. That one is one that uh, it shocked me when it st- when it started turning dark from goofy mm. you know another person i'm thinking of uh and you would you would know this i'm, I'm gonna screw up his name because i always forget his name uh but uh the the one who played joker on gotham oh uh oh i know who you mean i didn't work with him but yeah i know who you mean uh the actor yes the actor yes. i think he would do a decent role because not only did he do like probably the best uh modern interpretation of the joker not not the the acid faced mm-hmm. one that they did in gotham but the twin right, brother right, right. one was a perfect joker um mm-hmm. you know uh but i've also i've played the video game jedi fallen order where he plays the main character that you you portray in in the video game he does the voice acting mm-hmm. for it and all that and and the character was modeled after him and all that. And I, I think the versatility between what he's done as the Joker on the mm-hmm. Gotham role mixed with what I've seen him do with the voice acting of, of Jedi Fallen Order, I could see him pulling that role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. I agree. I agree. Yeah, okay. I, I, feel, I always feel bad that I forget his name. I think it was like Cameron or something like that. And yeah, I know. There's just so many. There's just so many out there, and you know. And the thing is, it's like sometimes you don't mean anything by forgetting somebody's name like that. But there's just so many, you know, to cram into your brain all the time. You forget sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody means anything, you know. Yeah, like uh, yeah, like who are you again? You know, no, <laughs> we're not being that way. No, not at all. I'm giving him all the yeah. props in the world. And like I said, I feel terrible that I always forget his name. Because I don't, yeah. I don't associate him with his name. I associate him with the roles that I've seen him in. So it's always right, like, who right, the hell was right. he again? You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we're hitting the six-minute mark here before shutdown. Mm-hmm. So real quick, guys, I'm going to say this before we go into the outros. And I'm going to say, wh- who would you cast for Greatest American Hero? And would you want to see it on the big screen or return to the small screen? Uh, leave a comment in the comment sections down below. Let us know what you guys think. And maybe on the next Coast to Coast Power Hour, we'll read some of your guys' suggestions. But until then, guys, I'm going to start off with Mr. Michael and go ahead and tell everybody where they can find you and what you got coming up. Okay. Um, well, uh, coming up, I've got you know, lots of great interviews. I don't want to give them all away right now, but you know, we are going to have some Halloween-themed episodes coming up. Uh, where people talk about their favorite horror movies of all time. So you can listen to some uh, local and national celebrities uh, talking about uh, that. Um, you can find me at, uh, at remember, it, whenever you look up Foul Players, it's F-O-W-L. We have Foul Players Radio on buzzsprout.com. I believe it's just foul radio, foulplayersradio.buzzsprout.com. We have a Facebook presence. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. It's at foul underscore radio. Um, you can find uh, the foul players of Perryville on our website. However, because of COVID, there's a whole bunch of nothing going on this year. Um, but you can also um, you know, look there to see pictures of the troop. Um, if you want to book us after COVID is over, our contact information is there. Uh, the foul players of Perryville.com. Um, I have a Michael Spedden page on Facebook. I have um, a foul players radio page on facebook and i have a um, imdb page for michael spedden and i have um the foul players of perryville um on facebook as well so you can look up and find out all about my ventures in any of those places 
And um, I thank you for having me today. I thank you for having me. It's been a blast talking to you guys. I hope you had fun with it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And, of course, Mr. Don Smith, tell everybody where they can find you, you hairy beast of a man, you. I will do that. I will do that. And you, you can find the Life Radio Show anywhere you find podcasts. Be sure if you get on there, leave a rating, leave a review. Uh, tell me what you think. You can always email at thelife1069 at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook at the Life 1069 You can also follow us on Twitter at Don Smith Comedy. And be sure if you if you like independent movies, get out there and check out Black Mamba, uh, The Goocher, uh, Burning Down Babylon, and keep an eye out for Black Wolf and Red, White, and Black because they're going to be coming soon. Uh, I think that I think that's covered about everything. Oh well, yeah, the fourth wall, breaking the fourth wall. You can also see me on that running the news buffet. Why the news buffet? Because it may not taste very good, but there's a hell of a lot of it. All right, thanks a lot. Chris. <laughs> you know what? We've been talking about ideas for for uh, the 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 breaking the fourth wall Patreon, the, the realm of the Miss Patreon. Maybe we should do like a a mystery science theater three thousand slash. Uh, commentary review of some some of don smith's films that okay. it, it'd be I'm like down. a it, it, it would be like a con it'd be like a uh, behind the scenes commentary mixed with a celebrity roast right. <laughs> <laughs> i'll invite the director on you can tackle him too there you go <laughs> <laughs> oh man i don't know if i want to make enemies yet <laughs> and of course Guys, if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you hit that thumbs up button, like, share, comment, subscribe. Check out the podcast of Realm of the Mist Entertainment. Uh, you can find us on YouTube under Realm of the Mist Entertainment. Or if you prefer your podcast in audio-only format, you can find us under Realm of the Mist Entertainment on Anchor.fm, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, or wherever quality podcasts can be heard. And, of course, Breaking the Fourth Wall and Realm of the Mist Entertainment is on social media. So just look them up and you'll find our group pages, our, our page pages, our fan pages that were created by us because we don't have fans. Um, you know, our Instagram, our Twitter that we barely ever use because who goes who who uses Twitter? Nobody uses Twitter, right? No, that 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 that's like that's like MySpace, long since gone, right? Twitter's Twitter's yeah. not a thing. Just people that want to argue with each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a lot of that. Well, that, that that's, that's a lot of that on Facebook, too. And, yeah, there is, unfortunately. Yeah. And coming soon, uh, Don Smith's OnlyFans page. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> what do you mean coming soon? It's out there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, until then, this has been the Coast to Coast Power Hour. I have been your host, and hopefully uh, the next episode we will have Michael Glenn Moore back, and we'll have more fun. But until then... Keep on keeping on, guys. Have a good night. We are... Hey, guys. It's Chris from Realm of the Mist Entertainment. If you enjoyed this video, please hit that thumbs up button. Like, share, comment, subscribe. Check out all the other great podcasts that can be found on Realm of the Mist Entertainment's YouTube channel or our sister channel, Sounds Dicey Gaming, for all your tabletop needs. And if you prefer your podcasts in audio-only format, check out Realm of the Mist Entertainment on Anchor.fm, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever quality podcasts can be heard. To our Patreon supporters, we thank you very, very much. And if you're interested in being a Patreon supporter, please go over to Patreon.com slash Realm of the Mist. And just a dollar a month gives you exclusive content and helps our channel out greatly. Guys, again, thank you very much for joining us, and we will see you on the next episode. <laughs>